Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. And welcome to Wrestle Culture. <clears throat> I can be your hero, baby. I can kiss away the pain. I will stand by you forever. You can take my wrestling. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by Phil Chambers from What Culture, and soon to be joined by Michael Sidgwick from What Culture to discuss all the goings on in wrestling this week and look back on Hell in a Cell. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts where we review Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AW Dynamite, pay per views. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course. On WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Phil Chambers. Sidgwick will be joining us for the quiz later on. And yeah, any excuse to see Enrique Iglesias hero, to be honest, Phil. But uh, particularly <laughs> important this week, now we have superhero Nikki Cross. What do you reckon? Yay! Um, well, I think all of my uh, views on wrestling superheroes are completely skewed because of Mighty Molly, obviously. Um, so I'm all for it at this point. Uh, bring it on. They weren't doing anything with her anyway, so why the hell not? Give her a bit of a change, see what happens. Yeah, I've got real mixed emotions about all this. We've seen this week, you know, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross coming out on social media and defending their gimmicks and stuff and saying that they enjoy it, or in Nikki Cross's case in particular that she had a lot of involvement in it. Killian Dane tweeted it on the night and then subsequently it's been yeah, talked about by Nikki Cross herself. I'll be honest, I didn't see this coming. We <laughs> should have when you and I did the Hell in a Cell stream at the weekend and they made no reference to Nikki Cross and her beat the clock challenges in the build to a completely pointless rear rip. <laughs> yeah, totally. They, completely wiped her out of the entire history of that feud they've got a weird track record of doing that lately where they just build stuff awfully and then get to the video package of a pay-per-view and just erase all the bad stuff from history as if it <laughs> never ever happened like this is the only thing people are going to look back on on this story let's make this thing count there's two minutes of tv count instead of the hours that they put on on a weekly basis 
Um, but yeah, like you say, if she's had a lot of input into it and it's coming from her, I think that makes all the difference for these things. If it was something that she'd been forced on her and mm. she didn't really want to do it and she was just having to roll with the crappy punches that WWE throws at them, that would be one thing. But since it is her, she's involved in it, she's enjoying it. I say, give it time, see what happens. And you've got to, you've always got to think as well. It's like wrestling isn't always aimed at us. Yeah. It's a wide range of fans and spectrums, uh, whether they're like lapsed fans, um, like hardcore fans or just like people who just tune in to, to just raw. Uh, and it's also like kids and things like that. So it's like, you've, you've got to have a little bit of something for everyone. And this is definitely a part of that. And I'm, I'm willing to give it the benefit of the doubt for now. Yeah, no, that's a fair point. Andy was saying something similar on the news this week as well in terms of, because I saw him when, well, this isn't my cup of tea. <laughs> Neither is really what they're doing with Alexa Bliss for, for any of us here at What Culture, but there's clearly an audience for that. And like you said, I, I don't want to go in too hard because I really like Nikki Cross and you can tell she's, whether or not she'd come up with herself, she just, she throws herself completely into whatever she's been given. And uh, it's been said by a lot of people that, if this has got this far, then chances are this might be a way for her to get more stuff. Because we remember the videos of her around the Royal Rumble, desperate to do literally anything. And they were just like, nah, you ain't appearing on TV, love. You'll be lucky to get five minutes in the Rumble sort of thing. So yes. there's that. And like you say, it's it's not like, I remember the, the images that did the rounds a while back of Neville, Pax, uh, what was he, a Mighty Mouse or some bollocks? Yeah. <laughs> whatever it was you sense that that would have it wouldn't have been him saying i'm doing this for all the kids out there he, <laughs> he would have he wouldn't have even he'd have just said what is this bollocks he'd have gone full full seven uh with it with the whole gimmick you sense but i i'm always and we'll never find out the true story i'm always intrigued to know what to what extent she said, I want to be a real inspiration for kids and, and you know, just say that if you go out there and, you know, try your hardest, you can achieve your dreams. To what extent that visually looked like that in her head. And I know, what's his name? There's that artist who does some great cartoons. Is it Rob Downey or something like that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and he's, you know, he's released stuff which looks very similar to what she wears. Or... Did she just go, I want to be an inspiration? They go, cool, superhero it is. So what? <laughs> just, yeah. Um, yeah, like you say, Alexa Blaze, you can't doubt her commitment to the bit. And if she's shown that much commitment to this, thrown herself fully into it. Like it wouldn't have worked at all if she hadn't just completely thrown herself into this. And hopefully that's what Nikki Cross is going to do with this. And it seems like that's what she's doing with it. The few, like the little clips on TV and the war talk stuff, like it feels like she's very into it as a character and if you go through it and put you all into it you're gonna get something out of it no matter what and what a tag team they formed on on monday night raw a superhero and a woman who can hypnotize me i feel like we should apologize <laughs> by the way for our bit of our stream because i was i was thinking about this on the monday i barely said there was a gap in that match in that alexa bliss Shayna baszler match where you and i didn't say anything for about three minutes <laughs> probably just it's you know it wasn't us laughing at the swamp fight or you know mesmerized by uh stadium stampede or whatever it was it was just, just yeah. going right what are they gonna do now all oh, right so she, <laughs> she's hypnotized Nia Jackson twice the sommelier <laughs> right I mean she's called oh, a curfew to clutch oh wait no she's out of that oh she's won that's yeah, they it did the arm <laughs> stuff didn't they but yeah. like 
I mean, she's qualified for money in the bank, but can anything stop Alexa? But she can hypnotise people, Phil. I know. Like, surely that's just what you do in the very first thing in the match. You don't hypnotise people at ringside. You just hypnotise the person during the stare-off at the beginning, make them lie down like, oh, like Hogan and Nash and just pin them and away you go. And every single match you have is a <laughs> finger poke of doom from now on. And the, only, the only solution uh, is to bird box her, to, to have her, to insist that every title match is a blindfold match because then at least she can't... Yeah. I, think that's, I think that's the route into how she does it. Maybe. Or people start resting in sunglasses or something to try and stop them. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, you could do the Medusa thing. Yeah, you could yeah. have the reflective sunglasses and she... Don't look at me. <laughs> oh, they do that, I can't. It was, this might end up being the longest term storytelling that WWE's done in a very long time. If they go back to Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss, their storied history, they've been friends, they've been enemies, and now they're back to being friends. And now they're kind of the counter opposites of each other. Nikki Cross with this full on good girl, like superhero kind of thing. And Alexa Bliss with the dark side, but they're still somehow friends. It's, it's all it's all there somewhere, no, maybe. I cannot handle another can they coexist storyline <laughs> I, really, I really can't mate but let's talk about the pay-per-view itself uh, as you mentioned she beat Shayna Baszler on that in seven minutes a weird seven <laughs> minutes and Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley wasted our time for 14 minutes before going to DQ I look back on this and I go like my memory of it is Bianca Belair and Bailey match of the night great opener yeah easy Natalia and Mandy Rose. Why can't she still do a job shooter <laughs> on the on the kickoff show? Seth Rollins and Cesaro, pointless 50-50 in. Uh, then Alexa Bliss and Shayna. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Great stuff, all that. Glad Sami Zayn could get the win. Ke- uh, enjoyed Kevin Owens. Enjoy his time off. He's bloody earned it. Charlotte playing Rhea, yeah. pointless. And Bobby Lashley and Drew, really good, right up until the finish. <laughs> yeah, it was a tough pay-per-view to do a live stream for because you're just there like it's you kind of want it to go either two ways if you're doing like a live stream kind of thing you want it to be just a really good show I mean generally you just want it to be a really good show anyway (laughs) um but if it's going to be a bad show you want it to be a really really bad show like a so bad it's good kind of show and this was just such a meh show like trying to get invested in it trying to sort of get enthusiasm for it was so difficult because it just every step of the way they just pulled the enthusiasm like just dragged it out of you any, anything you could possibly muster and just went with all of the tropes that WWE do have done over the last decade over and over and over again with DQs distractions and 50-50 bucking and roll-ups and it's just all there encompassed in one big pointless show yeah I mean Bianca and Bailey stole the show, didn't they? Like in terms of, it's been less than a week already, and the few things I can remember was hair stuff, which I moaned yeah. out at the last pay per view, but they did it really well here. Would it be a human strap, it strap match? match yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, or you know tying it to the ropes, or you know uh, other parts of the ring, or weapons, or whatever it may be. And then of course that finish, that KOD onto the ladder, which must have sucked. Really good, yeah. Yeah, really enjoyed everything they put into that. I think, like, Bailey's just really creative in the ring when it comes to this kind of thing, and especially now she's a heel. It's like she's just, like, let let her off the reins kind of thing, and she can just do whatever she wants now that she's a heel. And the amount of ways that she came up with using that hair in this match was absolutely fantastic. Really loved it. Obviously, good stuff from, again, a really shoddy build. (laughs) Yeah. 
But it has given us a great match for tonight on SmackDown. I'm not sure if you've seen this. It's going to be Bianca Belair and Cesaro tagging together against Bailey and Seth Rollins. What? <laughs> I had not seen this, but that does sound very fun. Yeah, I'm making the most of being able to preview SmackDown because we recorded WrestleCulture in advance last week and then they went, uh, new, new plan, Roman Reigns and Rey Mysterio tonight. And I, I remember... I love like, that. It was like an hour after we'd finished recording or something. <laughs> I was like, oh, bollocks. And it ruined our preview that was going out on the Saturday as well. So apologies, <laughs> but thank you if you listen to that that podcast nonetheless. Um, I, it, it should have been on the pay-per-view, but it was amazing what, what Roman and Ray did on SmackDown, wasn't it? Yeah, really good fun. Really enjoyed it. Rey Mysterio just hot off the gates, just absolutely gunning for it. I thought it was everything it needed to be that kind of babyface fire that he's just so, so good at. Rey Mysterio is the best, man. Uh, and yeah, just Roman Reigns battering the hell out of him at the end. I felt I thought they kind of shotgunned the uh, Jey Uso stuff a little bit quick. Uh-huh. The Jimmy Uso stuff, like with him acknowledging at the end, I was like, oh, that almost came out of nowhere. Like they've kind of just put the fast forward button on that but we have to wait and see what's happening because obviously jay wasn't on the show and there's still a lot of question marks there um but yeah i was down for everything they did there like a bunch of people speculating on the internet beforehand of like oh there'll be a reason why they put it on smackdown like something will happen or there's like something big will happen at the pay-per-view that they couldn't have that end not not none of that at all <laughs> like they still ended the pay-per-view in a really skewy terrible fashion i don't understand why roman couldn't have been the one standing tall at the end of the show yeah, it felt it felt really weird. It did. Uh, Hamlet said this himself. He said it felt literally like they went, "We'll take the main event. We'll just put it on Friday because we yeah. can." And then, obviously, news breaks over the weekend. You and Gareth covered it of USA being like, "What? That's not fair." And so on Monday, sudden hell in a cell match. <laughs> you could have your own. I'm a huge fan of this. <laughs> mighty mighty cuck up of annoying your massive tv revenue and brand new streaming partner by putting a show on their competitor <laughs> uh, taking something away from them and putting it on their competitor too and then them fixing it by just saying well you can have one too everybody gets one it's fine it's uh, it is like 101 of bad parenting oh bollocks you've got some sweets oh you can have some sweets as well <laughs> also fair play to, to bobby lashley i know his back didn't look exactly as bad as drew mcintyre's yeah. who hell in a cell matches in on two nights back to back god yeah. damn that's impressive absolutely mad and bobby and drew were not holding back on each oh. other you know, they beat the crap out of each other it's such a shame that that match had to end like it did with like I I liked MVP coming in I was fine with that we kind of expected he'd get involved at some point but just the really lame distraction finish uh and then a roll-up a roll-up to end your main event Hell in a Cell pay-per-view where guys have just gone 25 minutes beating the crap out of each other and you end it with a roll-up I don't understand any of the logic in that but yeah Props to Bobby Lashley for doing that and then still getting up the next day and having to go through it all over again. Cheeky bastards of being like, cool. So the finish at WrestleMania is in amongst all of these fans, Drew, you're going to get thrown by MVP shouting a bit at ringside. <laughs> and then two pay-per-views later, oh, he's going to be there and grab your leg a bit, I suppose. Oh, then I turn around into a spear. No, no, no. You just turn around into a roll-up. <laughs> Uh, it's disappointing. Why couldn't it have just been a spear? Like, he's Maybe. your champion. He's allowed to look strong. It's okay. 
I'm going to sound like a broken record, but I said this on our on our review, on our what went down, on mine and Hamlet's review, and I believe on the Raw preview as well. Me and Phil booked a better finish three seconds after that finish. <laughs> Sorry, why don't you just hit a spear? It, like, you don't have to be... In ours, it's like, expose a bit of turnbuckle, then he gets speared into it, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Or just a spear, or even MVP holds him down a little bit as well. Or yeah, I don't know. tables around. There could have just been a table in the corner that he spears him into. Oh, mate, talk, talking to say was what a table gate as well with the whole crash pads and then the hand pushing bits <laughs> of table out from underneath. <laughs> have we ever have we got any word yet on what the people were doing underneath the ring? So I think that's what it was. So uh, the the general consensus appears to be. That spot where it was shot kind of weird, where yeah. Drew got thrown off the apron. He yeah, goes like chokeslam kind of thing. Yeah, he goes through a crash pad, to which people were like, Modern, you should take a bump. What do you mean, Tom, you cannot take a bump off the apron? <laughs> yeah, that's quite a big bump. <laughs> you think when crowds come back, they're not going to go, well, what's the biggest bump we can give them on the first night? That's blatantly what's going to happen. Also, look at Drew's back. He already <laughs> did quite a lot in that match. So they think, yeah. pad thing, and then I assume I can't really remember how it how it looked. I've only just sort of seen clips of it from from Twitter and stuff. But from what I can glean, crash pad shot of someone else, maybe Bobby's face or whatever. And in the midst of all that, clear the crash pad and put bits of broken of table out there. And they just cut back with one hand going. There's a bit of table there, <laughs> and everyone saw it and uh, it. very very excited by it all. But yeah, it was such a shame. like you say. Drew's back, and a fair play to Riddle for just using that to his advantage on Raw. But Drew's back, my God. It's like Adam Cleary's chest after the Royal Rumble in whenever it was. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, absolutely mad. I don't know if it's something in, like, Celtic blood or something that makes this happen, but, like, Seamus and Drew, oh. they welt up so easily. But not that it was easy shots by any means. His back looked like it was absolutely torn to shreds. No. Just imagine going to sleep on it afterwards. It's like, uh, just one of those things that just goes right through me whenever I think of like just sitting back on a chair with your back like that. It's like, ah. Uh. I, I can simultaneously relate and obviously not relate. I don't fight. I don't, I don't have wars in wrestling match or anything, but I do bruise like a sodden feet. <laughs> like I'm the kid who'd like get hit with a football and you'd be able to see what design the football <laughs> Like 10 seconds later. So, yeah, it's probably just our Celtic roots or something like that. But um, not quite the same. I'd just I'd say my back looks like Drew's when I'm carelessly topless in April when it's cloudy and I get horrifically sunburned, not when I've taken <laughs> a million shots to the back and kendo sticks and chairs and bumps. And, oh, my goodness me. But in terms of next things for Drew, Phil... A lot of people saying, oh, well, now he has to win money in the bank. He obviously failed uh, in that qualifier. We've got, hang on, see if I can remember now, Ricochet, Riddle and Morrison uh, on the men's money in the bank match. Uh, women's, uh, as of recording, we have Asuka, Naomi, Nick Cross and Alexa Bliss. Of course, they have their tag match victories. Um, but we have that second chance or last chance bollocks, whatever you want to call it. Uh, coming up on Raw, AJ Styles, Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre for effectively the final Raw slot, you assume, in that match. Jinder Mahal, Jeff Hardy, Cedric Alexander, they're all knocking about as well, potentially costing him all. But yeah, what do you reckon? Could could Drew qualify for, for Money in the Bank? Could he be Mr. Money in the Bank for you? I honestly kind of hope not, because mm. I, I think it's a 
it's time. He's been in the title scene for a long time now. And not that that's a bad thing. He's been absolutely fantastic at it. I think he's been like those early days of the sort of pandemic era was exactly what he needed in a champion, like a just badass baby face that you can get behind. Um, but it's been a while now. I think it's time to rotate it a little bit, get some new people in there. And it's not like he'll never be back in the title scene. It's only challenging Bobby Lashley that's the issue. As soon as Bobby loses it, he can be straight back in there. I don't think, like, let's just stick to this as a thing mm. and let him do some other things, get some good storylines, more mid-cardy things, maybe go back to the thing with Sheamus that they never really did properly. Mm. Um, and just get some new stories in there, elevate some other people to come face Bobby Lashley. And when Brock Lesnar eventually beats Bobby Lashley, you can go back to Brock versus Drew. Easy. Yeah, it, it seems <laughs> relatively straightforward. I, I don't understand. I mean, I'm first and foremost, I'm going to ask you for your money in the bank winners in a second. You know where my opinions are. I mean, Big E would be great, but Sami Zayn would be the culmination of about five years of fantasy booking with me and money in the bank, if I'm honest. Um, <laughs> But yeah, Drew, I, I, he doesn't need it, and I think he'd, he'd almost it'd almost be detrimental to him if he's immediately back in the title picture. What I'd do is I'd have Orton win that last chance thing. You don't need AJ in there as great as he is. He, he's got tag team stuff going on. I was going to say he's the bloody tag champions. Do something with the tag belts. <laughs> um, so you don't need that. Put Orton in there for the shenanigans with Riddle, which are inevitably coming. Yeah, and yeah, if you want to have gender cost. Drew and then do the three MB stuff that people inexplicably still want to happen. And uh, yeah, and maybe have that as a, a big match at what could be a, the biggest SummerSlam we've seen in years, if not ever. In fact, myself and Michael Hamblet are doing a podcast on that exact topic on Sunday. Uh, and just having beat Jinder in like 30 seconds, that's what I'd do because. I do not need a, a 15 minute three MB callback match if I'm honest, Phil. But yeah, your money in the bank picks for right now. You don't have to select from just people who've qualified. If if you could pick anyone, men and women, who would you who would you have? Uh, I've always I've still been a fan of your Sami Zayn bucking. I just think he'd be a really good one. Uh, I think whoever gets it needs to cash in on Raw though, because I don't like. I just think getting that involved in the Roman Reigns, unless it's Jey Uso that wins it you can't have that get involved in the Roman Reigns thing because you can't have another person lose at Money in the Bank, I don't think. I think they've done that a few too many times. Like, swapping it around with Otis was just ridiculous. Um, and I just think you need someone to actually come out of it feeling strong for a change because it's been a while. Mm. Um, I also think it's probably going to be one of the people that lost their initial matches and is going back into it afterwards because that's just what they do isn't yeah. it <laughs> when they're in for a big win they've got to lose loads it's like my money in the bank cashers always lose on the match that they're cashing in on um so at the minute i don't know it, it depends what they're going to do with orton riddle i could kind of see one of them getting it at the minute uh so i'm gonna go probably orton let's face it <laughs> oh god no uh, early money in the bank picks michael sidrick who's just joined us Hello. Hi. Um, well, it's not going to be ricochet. Basically, how <laughs> I would deduce this process of elimination, who's perceived as a geek of someone who's just not going to be a star for them at the top level. Ricochet, geek. John Morrison, eh, like B plus player, perceived internally. Uh, Riddle, I reckon Riddle. Yeah, it's a hell of a shout. In terms of Riddle, the high on Riddle. 
it feels like the controversy surrounding him has dissipated for the worst. Um, I suspect they like him a great deal. And I know that they like him because they make him look like a tit. That's when you know they like you. If they involuntarily make you look dumb, uh, Vince has got his eye on you. We were saying, we were the saying way to do it, but that's the way they do it. Yeah, we were saying this. I think I was just parroting your takes basically about superhero Nikki Cross, about, well, at least she's on telly. Yeah, absolutely. They're just like, there's a million of them saying, oh, God, I should be doing a bit more than this. I'm really talented. And Vince is going to look at that and think, why aren't you doing it there? <laughs> not my fault. I mean, it is <laughs> most of the time, but he's going to be thinking, oh, not my problem. Not my fault. I mean, if they really like you, as I said, they'll make you look like a tit. Uh, apparently, Nikki Cross is doing this herself, um, but that's a different story. Mm. Uh, I could also 100% see Alexa Bliss winning Money in the Bank, her turning the briefcase into one of those big, comically oversized fist things that when she opens it out, it comes out on a big spring, punches oh. someone in the face, and then she pins them and becomes a champion. That's my, that's my pitch for the women's Money in the Bank this year. I'm not being funny, but I think the power of hypnosis is worth more than a guaranteed contract for a title shot, because at least then you can lose. Is she going to hypnotize people and make them walk back down the ladder again? Why doesn't she just hypnotize the champion? Why <laughs> does she want to be a wrestler? <laughs> it's just insane. Insane. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be Big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help? 
a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Well, enough of all this. It's now <laughs> time for a bloody good quiz. And this week's quiz is brought to you by the 618 Bandman, uh, who says, Greetings from the cornfields of Illinois. You guys are great. I appreciate that Dadley's brutal beatdown on Raw every week. And the way Adam Wilborn says, So thank you to the uh, 618 Bandman for that. If you want to, uh, to have your name associated with a hashtag bloody good quiz all you need to do is subscribe to what culture wrestling on itunes and leave us a five-star rating and a five-star review review something short crap and wrestling related for us to talk about instead of literally anything on monday night raw please um but this week's quiz is a little bit different i'm i'm really i've actually worked on it again I was, this, this is this is an un, unprecedented record although i'm not here next week so someone else is have to take this mantle from me this week's quiz is all about wrestling superheroes because, of course, it is. <laughs> so, Phil, you might actually have <laughs> an advantage for this one. Uh, yeah, I still doubt I am, let's face it. <laughs> <laughs> but, yes, uh, anyway, usual rules apply. Ten questions, multiple choice. Shout out your name. Wait for me to come to you. But most importantly, lads, it's just for fun. It's just for fun. It's just for fun. Uh, okay, 10 questions. Uh, all right, the first five are like WWE adjacent superhero nonsense. The other five will take a bit of explaining, but we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Uh, right, question number one. What colour is the butterfly on superhero Nikki Cross's new gear? Bill. Oh, well, it's one of two things in my head. Is it yellow? I have gold written down, but I'll give you... I was going to say yellow. gold. Yes. Different colour. Different colour. Well, I knew <laughs> what he was aiming at. I, I had to check, to be honest. I was trying to remember whether it was yellow. It doesn't matter whether you know the answer. It matters whether Phil knows the answer. Okay. <laughs> Different colour. Well, it's closer than blue, red or pink, which were the other options. So I'll yeah, give you that. It's not, it's not close to gold. <laughs> it's... Why did I do this? <laughs> Why did I volunteer my time to do this? <laughs> okay. I'm not joking. Question two. <laughs> Question two. Who did the Hurricane and Rosie win the tag team titles from? Was it William Regal and Tajiri, Lance Cade and Trevor Murdoch, the Spirit Squad, or Eugene and William Regal? Bill, was it... Regal and Tajiri. It was Regal and Tajiri. We have found your, your <laughs> niche. <laughs> Crap superheroes in wrestling. <laughs> Love it. Okay. Calm down, Phil, on this one. Question number three. <laughs> what weapon did Mighty Molly hit the hurricane with before pinning him for the hardcore championship? Phil. Uh, I might actually get this one wrong. Was it a chair? It's not a chair. Ah. 
I'll finish the question. Opinion for the Hardcore Championship at WrestleMania 18. Your options are... I'm not making this up. I'm reading the order. The genuine they came in, Phil. A steel chair. No, so she doesn't want to go for that one. A microphone, <laughs> a camera, or a frying pan? A frying pan. It is a frying pan. You know your WWE far too well. <laughs> I know their worst impulses without actually recalling the <laughs> Yes, uh, I believe. It's 1-1. One, one. It is 1-1. One, one. <laughs> they are backstage uh, <laughs> celebrating the Hurricanes victory. And she's got the, the frying pan behind her back. And she's like, let's go. Clonk. <laughs> she probably twats him with it as well. Yeah. At least it's a comedy spot. Like... They try to use this in WCW in a serious main event. So <laughs> ridiculous. Okay, next question. Who did Huge Jacked Man punch when he appeared on Monday Night Raw? Was it? Bidgewick. Oh. Dolph Ziggler. It was Dolph Ziggler. It's going to be my guess as well. It's always Dolph. Who it's always Dolph, Dolph. Is facing in the midst of all this? Cody? Um, okay, Nick Gage's new favorite person, it was, of course, Zach Ryder. When they were sort of like, Oh, we'll give you, we'll give you a push now. There you go, look at you. And then they went, Right, okay, now I've seen a neck off with his missus and getting pushed off the stage in a wheelchair. Be a nice push. Be a shame if someone took that word very literally and uh. <laughs> Push you off the stage when you're in a wheelchair. That's what you wanted, wasn't it? <laughs> like that bit in, you know, in a, it's a British TV show reference here. Uh, there's a TV show called Sunsex and Suspicious Parents here in the UK. And basically what it is, is they film youths going off on their like first lads holiday. But secretly their parents are following them and watching their every move whilst they debauch themselves, basically. So it's like when they every every single an episode when they see him off they go bye see you soon and the car drives off and they go sooner than you think and it's like <laughs> oh yeah Zach we'll give you a push walks off right off the goddamn stage you asshole <laughs> right what are we on question five two each uh, Stephen Amell aka Arrow wrestled on which WWE. SummerSlam 2015. Very good. It was indeed SummerSlam 2015. Can you remember the match he was involved in, Sige? It was Amel and Neville versus Stardust and Barrett. King Barrett. Boom. Boom. Then they just like, oh, you're, you're, you're the king of the cosmos now. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, got it. Sweet. Nice one. Well, I know bollocks. Yeah. He's quite good, wasn't he, Steve? Well, he's doing, he's doing his own wrestling show now, isn't he, with CM Punk, if I remember rightly? Yeah, he's potentially getting cancelled, though, so let's not talk about it. Okay, then let's move on to uh, the next round of questions, and that allows me to now explain this incredibly convoluted second half of this quiz. So it's 3-2 to Sige at this point. Uh, but as part of this, I thought I'd Google, like, WWE superheroes, and I stumbled across this, across this article from WWE.com, WWE superpowered. What if superstars were superhuman? Question mark. <sighs> and it is um, presumably they've sat down with the wrestlers. Oh, must have loved this, by the way, and asked them a few. 
if they were a superhero, you know, what would they be like? What you like, eh? Paige, if you were Rampager, what character would you be? What would you wear? What would your alter ego be? What would your weaknesses? What would your arch enemy be? Okay, so they're all questions uh, about that, basically. You get the idea? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So question six. <laughs> I just, I really enjoyed this. I just wanted to share it with someone. <laughs> Uh, so first, first question is about uh, Seth Rollins, who plays the character of, do you want to take a guess? No points on, on offer. The Rollinator. <laughs> That's very good. The uh, Meltdown Man. He is, Seth Rollins is, the Dark Lord. So, <laughs> as the Dark Lord. How old was this? Uh, well, it's got, Rye back front and centre in it as well. So that's <laughs> the your question. So as the Dark Lord, what did Seth Rollins say his superpower would be? Is it invisibility, super strength, flight, or the ability to control metal? <laughs> Phil, why not? The ability to control metal seems like a really odd one for you to put in. So I'll go with that. It's not the ability ah. to control metal. I can tell you that that was a superpower, uh, which he actually got a bit greedy, was asked for by Roman Reigns. He had the ability to control <laughs> metal and also health regeneration. So two for one, apparently. Uh, Sige, what do you reckon then? Your other options are uh, invisibility, super strength or flight. Well... Seth Rollins gets enough like tang on his own without wanting to be a little bit pervy. So I can't imagine he'd use invisibility um, for misdeeds. He probably reckons he can fly anyway because he can do a half decent Phoenix splash. <laughs> that I've seen done better. Um, what was the, the remaining one? Super strength. Super strength. Super strength. It's not super nah. strength. Can you guess who said that their superpower would be super strength? Yes, it's it's the, it's right right back. Do you want to know what his do you know what his superhero <laughs> name would be? The, the right back. Back. <laughs> It's actually better. The incredible big guy. <laughs> Days good crack me. Life would be worse without. I tell a lie. His 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 superpower wasn't super strength. Actually, it was powers, brute force, and anger. That was his, <laughs> his superpowers, right? And his arch enemy was all weak-minded, scrawny people. <laughs> Honestly, I'm gonna read all this. I want him in AEW now. That's that's awesome. Alter ego. So he's the incredible big guy. Big guy. His whole alter ego would be the big guy. <laughs> I love that he just loved calling himself the big guy so much. I'd be the big, the big guy, guy turns into the incredible big guy. Yeah, exactly. I would be the big yeah, guy amongst regular civilians, just like the incredible Hulk, who looked like a regular man when he was normal. And the incredible big guy is just 10 times larger than the big guy. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty damn big. Would that incredible big guy actually crush an apple? <laughs> the big guy couldn't. <laughs> he can spear women into swimming pools. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> it's kryptonite, it's swimming pools. My question seven. Who 
did Dolph Ziggler say was his arch enemy? Do you want to know what Ziggler's uh, superhero is called? Shawn Michaels. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll tell you afterwards because it might it might give you a clue here. Uh, who did Dolph Ziggler say was his arch enemy? Was it Spider-Man, John Cena, Captain America, or the Pringles guy? <laughs> I'm going to say the Pringles guy. Yeah, that's what I'd go for. Sidgwick, the Pringles guy, because it would undermine those rock-hard abs. It's not. I managed to put him the tricks you. <laughs> what were the other ones? Spider-Man, John Cena, or Captain America. Uh, Captain America. It's not Captain America. Is it Cena? It's not Cena either. Spider Man. Spider Man. Uh, alignment. Sorry, Zigman. That was his character. Alignment. An accidental good guy. He's out looking for babes and actually accidentally ends up saving a baby or something. Is what he said. Uh, watch <laughs> enemy. Smart move. This. Spider-Man, because he'd get me booked in a couple of movies, which is long overdue. <laughs> oh, dear. Alter ego. I would be a quiet, misunderstood guy. Not a bookworm like Peter Parker, but a guy who's well-read and likes to stay up to date on topics and has a really great Twitter feed. <laughs> and his costume would be like, James Bond, if he was a cyborg. <laughs> a dog. Right, still three, two. Quick, three questions to go. In this impossible second half of the quiz. He's a comedian. I'm, not... <laughs> I'm an astronaut. <laughs> Next question. How did Alicia Fox describe her costume? Is it black villainous spandex? The greatest hat ever, a really badass octopus, or super duper furry? <laughs> uh, Phil, why not? I feel like the hat's a, an easy trick, maybe. Uh, I'm going to go with the octopus. It is a really <laughs> badass octopus. I'll read you the full quote. Uh, she sort of... Do- Alicia Fox is Medusa Mixer Fox. She said a costume would be something like Avatar meets Tarzan fur with tentacles. I'd probably look like a really badass octopus. Also, I had a go at Roman, so I'm definitely going to lay into Alicia Fox here. Powers. Generally, if someone asks you the question, what superpower do you want? You're allowed one, aren't you? Like, oh, flight or x-ray vision or whatever it may be. Definitely laser beams that can blow things up, some teleportation action, some strong wind to get people out of our face, and then maybe the power to put some cash in my pockets just in case we're running low. What? You want strong wind as a superpower? Jesus Christ. <laughs> right. Uh, What's the score? I'm talking <laughs> seriously. Three all. Two questions Three to all. go. Cool. Uh, I haven't even had a chance to get to Bo Dallas as Mr. Enchantment. With his superpower of bringing plants back to life with his green thumb. That'd be funny, super enchantments, right? He's actually punching it in his private life, eh? Right, question nine. 
Uh, I haven't given you Roman Reigns' superhero name, thankfully. I almost accidentally gave it away. What superhero name would Roman Reigns be? Is it Mr. Incredible, the Gunslinger, Super Dog, or the Enforcer? Well, Gunslinger. He is the Gunslinger. <laughs> uh, He's the head of the table. Yeah. God damn it, there's enough avatars on Twitter that tell me that. Honestly, this is... I, I, I don't know what when this, this article got written. It hasn't got a date on it, but um, I, I, I think you can guess that he has no idea what his character is meant to be right about now. Alignment. I think I'd be both a hero and a villain. A bit like Wolverine. He's a hero, but not by his choosing. He's still edgy and kind of a loner. So a bit of a lone wolf hero. Um, you know about his health regeneration and ability to control metal. Costume, similar to what I wear now. Just what I wear now. <laughs> Just... <laughs> I like to think I have the coolest gear in all of WWE history, and I'm willing to argue that until the day of my death. There you go. Uh, alter ego. Don't think I'd hide it. I'll just be in Superman mode the whole goddamn time. There is no nerd version of my superhero. He's just a man all the time. Weakness? No weakness. I would never explain my weakness. You can't do that. It's ridiculous. No nerd version. That's, that's better than Ziggler's pattern, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Right, final question to square this up. Um, Sitch. Final question. Consider. Questions about Jushin Liger? Or... No. <laughs> A wrestling superhero who's good? No? Okay. What would Fandango's weakness be? Is it women, mirrors, sunlight, or clothes? Sidgwick, women. It's not women. That was mirrors. the answer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Much like in real life, my weakness is women. Phil... <laughs> I'll go for mirrors. It's not mirrors. Uh, it's, it's Sorry, bad. that's Mojo Raleigh's, isn't it? <laughs> oh, I didn't realise I could do this. Oh, only for him. I can download my very own <clears throat> Dark Dango poster because that's Fandango's superhero. Alignment is really straightforward. Just root one. Alignment, villain, powers, invisibility, costume, I'd be naked because I'm invisible. <laughs> if I wore clothes, people would see me walking around. Alter ego, I'd be Fandango of WWE by day and an invisible man by night. Weakness, clothes. Thanks very much. See you. Good chat to you. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <my> God. <laughs> I love these. These are like the modern day versions of the stuff in the WWE magazine, aren't they? Uh, Sidge, when they're like trying to, trying to, trying to be, oh, we want to get to know the real you, but also be in character as well at the exact same time. Be in a different character. <laughs> <laughs> the Stone Cold one of those is incredible. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Isn't it? <laughs> oh, that was a lot of fun. Anyway. Uh, congratulations, Phil. You win this week's quiz. Woo. First yeah. and probably only time I'll ever beat Cedric. Yeah. You can uh, I'll just, you can write next week's one if you want, because I'm away. So. I'll take that. Okay. I'll write it on the Stone Cold thing. from the same <laughs> <way>. <laughs> um, But yes, uh, let us know your thoughts on everything we've just discussed and how you got on in that bloody quiz at What Culture WWE. Well, actually, you can follow all three of us on Twitter. You can follow Phil Chambers at... 
at Fill My Chambers. You can follow Sidgwick at M Sidgwick. And you can follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. Make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. Uh, we're going to have the AEW Dynamite preview with myself and the Dadleys looking ahead to Saturday Night Dynamite. That comes out tomorrow. And then on Sunday, myself and Michael Hamlet will be talking about whether or not this year's SummerSlam is going to be the best SummerSlam ever. So subscribe to What Culture Wrestling so you receive them. But this has been Wrestle Culture. Um, my thanks once again to uh, Michael Sidgwick, to Phil Chambers, uh, to lost his name now in all of this. Where is it? I'm going to find it. There it is. Uh, the 618 band man who left us a lovely review on iTunes. Make sure you do the same. Leave us a five star review on that. But this has been WrestleCulture. As I said, thanks to Phil and Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Wrestling. 